Hi, welcome to Crossroads Baptist Church Podcast, where we believe in lifting up the name of Jesus Christ and not being afraid to show it. We are so glad that you can join us here, and no matter where you're listening from, we believe Jesus can transform your life through today's message. Psalm 16, would you go there with me in the Word of God? Psalm 16, let's just take a few moments and get something out the book. I said, get something out the book. And aren't you glad, no matter how many times you open it. I just finished in May reading through the Bible again. I can't count how many times I've read through the Bible all these years. And just finished the New Testament again. And now I'm back here, crossed into Deuteronomy today. No matter how many times I read the word of God, there's always something fresh in the book. When I, before I read, I pray this prayer out of Psalm 119 with David. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Search me, O God, know my heart. Try me, know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Look, there's something in the book, but you'll miss it if you ain't looking for it. So let's get something in the book today. Verse number five. Read this verse with me. Read it begin. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. Let me read this next verse. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. Psalm 16, verse 7. I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night season. Let the church say amen. Our Father, add thy blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Use the Bible to help us. And Lord, what we get help with, help us to heed it. For anybody in the building today that doesn't know Jesus as Savior, might today be the day that one comes to a saving knowledge of the truth. Bind the devil, keep him from interfering, and help us to yield to the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. David said, I've set the Lord always before me. He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. I've taken the God of the universe, Jehovah God, the supreme one, the self-existent one, the one who did the create head and was not created himself, the eternal, immutable, omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, Everywhere at the same time, the supreme being of all the universe, the king of kings and the Lord of lords of his kingdom, there will be no end. Listen, there are powers that be that are sitting in their places for a season. But aren't you glad that God will rule and reign forever? Now, David said, I've set him before me. I'm I'm, I'm putting him in proximity to where I am. I'm I'm acknowledging him. I'm prioritizing him. I'm valuing him. I'm esteeming him. God cannot be an afterthought in my mind. God cannot be a bystander in my life. God cannot be a bailout plan in my life. God cannot be a paramedic in my life. God cannot be someone I look to only when I have to. No, no. I've set the Lord. Notice the phrase in the word. I've set the Lord always before me. You know, when things are 
going well, I still need God. When things aren't going well, I sure need God. And everywhere in between the mountain and the valley, I need God. Listen to me. You don't have to worry about God being God, but you better worry big time about setting him before. You don't have to teach God how to do good. He is good. You don't have to help God be great. He is great. You don't have to instruct God on being awesome. He is. God doesn't need a refresher class. God doesn't need to go to school. God doesn't need a checkup. God doesn't need a booster on greatness and awesomeness. Aren't you glad everything he ever was, he will be. Everything he will be and was, he is right now. Here's what David says. So therefore, I set him before me. I put him here. I put him here. I put him here. I get up in the morning. I set him before me. In the middle of the day, I set him before me. In the midnight hour, I I set him before me. If God's out of my mind, it ain't God's fault. <laughs> I shall not be moved. It is, it is that prioritization that gives me a permanence in my Christian life. And I'm fixed and firmed and established because I'm set him before me. That involves a desire for preparation. We talked several weeks about, a couple weeks about it involves a duty towards people. Preserve me. If I'm going to set God before me, then when he's before me, you know what I'm doing? I'm asking him to preserve me. (laughs) I don't put God before me so I can show him off to people so I can brag about how much I know God. No, no, no. I put God before me because I need him. Amen. It is of his mercies that we are not consumed. Listen to me. You need God more than you need yourself. You need God more than you need other people. You need God. He said, I have a desire for preservation, but while I'm desiring God to preserve me, I have a duty to other people. He says, my goodness extended not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, to the excellent in whom is all my delight. He says, I have a viewpoint of people because of my view of God. The more I love God, the more I love people. You cannot separate your love for God with your love for people. You better quit telling me you hate people and love God. Did you hear me? I said, quit telling me you hate people and love God. Quit telling me you love God and hate people. If you love God, you will love. How can I love God whom I have not seen and not love my brother whom I see every day? Whosoever hath seeth this man without the world's goods and shutteth up his own mouth, how abideth the love of God in him? Fooey with all this nonsense of people talking about they walk with God, they love God, they read the Bible, they're in the spirit, they're filled with the spirit, they're godly, they're Christ-like, they're holy than everybody else, and don't have a dime or a good word for somebody. You will demonstrate how good God is to you by how good you are to people. And of course, your approach to the sinful is understand that if I'm treating other people well, then I must understand that those who are not Those that hasten after other gods and drink offerings after blood offerings, I will not offer. In other words, if I'm involved in doing good to the people of God, then I must be not involved in participating with those that are not doing right. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. You can't be living for God and living for the devil at the same time. No man can serve two masters. He will hate one and love the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. And shame on the people of God that are engaging in the nonsense, in heresy, in that which is attributed to the devil. Shame on us when we call evil good and good evil. I expect the world to do like that. The world hadn't been saved. But for those of us that know the Lord, and listen to me, you're not in a political church, but where the Bible knocks politics upside the head, so be it. And we must understand, shame on us in this day and age when we will let our politics supersede our principles. 
we must stand on the truth of the word of God. We are for purity. We are for marriage. We are for life. We are for holiness. We are for sobriety. Listen to me. God's not against just alcoholism. God's against drunkenness. Amen. And that which the world downplays and, 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 and uplifts and that which the world makes a big deal out of. We're in the, we're in the, we're in the month of June and everybody, I get more Texts come on my phone about, about discounts and, and, and specials come in for Pride Month. Pride coming before destruction and a holy, holy, holy spirit before a fall. Listen to me. Listen to me. Homosexuality and immorality is not the only thing y'all don't be proud about. Y'all don't be proud about anything. God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. God forbid that we stand for anything that God stands against. And God forbid that we stand against anything that God stands for. Call wrong, wrong. Call sin, sin. Call good, good. Call bad, bad. And let the chips fall where they fall. It may cost you some relationships. It may estrange you from some family members. It may distance you from some longtime friends, but David said, I've got to love God. And if I put him before me, I desire preservation. I have a duty to people. And then number three, briefly this morning, I have a declaration of my portion. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. What is a portion in scripture? A, a portion is akin to that Land that God would give to the people as their inheritance. It was, it was their livelihood. It was their lot. You're going to see that statement later on in that verse. I maintain it's my lot. It, it is that which is allocated. It is that which is set aside. It is that which is assigned for me. For, for, for the people of Israel. And we're talking about this in Ruth on Wednesday night. That, that the, the allotment or the inheritance or the portion of land in God's people was meant to stay in their family. So that when a man passed away, the law provided that a kinsman related to that man would then marry the wife so that the land would stay in the family. It would not pass on to another group of people who would not know how to treat. See, the land belonged to God. God gave it to his people and God said, I want you, my people, to take care of my stuff. By the way, everything you have belongs to God. He's deeded it to you as his people and God says, I want you as my people to take care of, help me preach now, your time belongs to God. Your talents belong to God. Your treasure belongs to God. Your family belongs to God. Your kids belong to God. I'm the pastor of this church, but this church belongs to God. You're members that serve underneath my leadership, but you as the members of Crossroads Baptist Church belong to God. So God said, this is my land. The land belongs to me. I'm going to give it to Israel, and I'm going to make sure that each successive generation receives their inheritance. And the inheritance was their lot. It was their portion. It, it, it was that which they were to, with which they were to be content. It, 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 it was their allotment. It was their allocation. It was their livelihood. It was their ownness. It was their value. It was their identity. It was their significance. It was, it was that which gave them something to be excited about. Now watch what, what David says. He says, if the Lord's going to be always before me 
If I'm not going to be moved, I've got to learn as a child of God, my portion, my inheritance, my livelihood, my identity, my significance, my substantive possession is not my money. It's not my things. It's not my dreams. It's not my goals. It's not my possessions. It's not even my friendships. He says, when I determine to not be moved, I've got to get up every day and function this way. The Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion. I'll tell you what's happened with a lot of people. We have derived our value in life from all the wrong things. I'm asking you this morning, this afternoon, who's your portion? Who who, who is your inheritance? Who, who, Who is it in your life that makes you feel like you are who you're supposed to be? Who gives you identity? Who provides your contentment and satisfaction? Pastor, I'm not exactly sure what my portion is in life. Well, let me give you a little pastor test to find out what your portion is in life. Whatever gets taken from you and you're not happy anymore, that was your portion. Whatever you lose and can't function without, that's your portion. Whatever you can't fathom not being in your life, that's your portion. Death is real. Sometimes those that we love will pass on and go to the other side in glory. Sometimes the things that we really enjoy will be destroyed. You get in a car accident, your car is ruined. You're un- uh, uh, mistakenly, your, your house gets burned down. You have a job that you've given your life to for years and one day they get rid of you. You, you have a bunch of money one day and all of a sudden you lose it. The things that you own and that you care about and that you've invested in all of a sudden they break down they get old they have to be replaced but David said I got a portion that doesn't break down I got a portion that doesn't need to be replaced I got a portion that doesn't need to be substituted with he said the Lord is my portion watch this now notice what he said he is my present possession the Lord is everybody say is he didn't say was he didn't say will be is ladies and gentlemen you must live in the moment with God as your portion you cannot celebrate what you used to be with God you cannot anticipate what you're going to be in the Christian life with God you must walk every day in the present the Lord is the Lord is the Lord is the Lord is Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd Psalm 27 the Lord is my light and my salvation let me tell you something David couldn't couldn't keep going without being moved unless in the moment God was his portion. I hope that when you're sitting in church this morning, the Lord is your portion. But I hope when you go to work tomorrow, the Lord is your portion. And I hope next month when something happens that you didn't plan on, the Lord is your portion. He is my sufficient, satisfying portion. He is my present possession. Let me, let me close with this and then I'm done. He is my pleasant provision. The Lord is my portion, is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Watch this now. He's my sufficient, satisfying, securing possession. Verse five, I I want to make sure I don't miss this. The inheritance of my cup, that which is handed to me, the inheritance of my cup. Notice, thou maintainest my life. Here's what David said. 
God is the portion of my inheritance. What God has for me, he is. Watch this now. He maintains my life. Watch this now. He not only is everything I need, he makes sure that nothing I need gets messed with. Huh? Now, Now watch this now. Outside this facility, there are people on a regular basis that maintain this lot. Anybody listening? There are people that cut the grass. Uh, there, there, there are people that pick up the trash. There are people that mulch the trees. There are people that, that pick up. So they maintain the lot. Remember, the lot is the inheritance. Watch this now. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance. Everything I need, I get from God. But he maintains my lot. In other words, if I'm a Christian, if I set God before me, if I determine to not be moved, I don't have to spend my Christian life trying to make sure everything that God has for me is okay. All I got to do is put God before me and God will maintain my lot. Now look, pastor, why are you preaching? Because a whole bunch of you are stressed out trying to maintain your lot. Oh, I just feel like everything's just spinning and, and, and everything, people taking everything from me and, and the world is crashing down around me. I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to do the same thing you've been doing. Walk with God. It's his job to maintain your lot. It's his job to make sure your inheritance is intact. Peter says, we are kept by power until the day of redemption. Until God gives us the inheritance incorruptible. (laughs) Read the words in the Bible. And if you don't know what they mean, look them up. God keeps us with the the inheritance incorruptible. Sometimes we mention all these words all the time. The inheritance incorruptible. 95% of the people in the building say, amen. Don't even know what I'm talking about. Inheritance incorruptible. By the way, everything that God has for me in the future, seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, the riches of his grace, the inher- what, is, what is the inheritance? The streets of gold, the gates of pearl, the mansion that God is building for me, the future in glory where there's no more night, no more pain, and no more sorrow, no more sickness, and no more death, and no more tears, and the river of life, and, and the tree with, that, that, with the leaves that are the healing for the nations. I'm talking about forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. The First Corinthians 15 body that we're going to get, that we're preaching about tonight, that we're going to be incorruptible. What do you mean inheritance incorruptible? It doesn't get old. It doesn't depreciate. It doesn't weary away. It doesn't corrupt. It doesn't lose its value. You find me something you own that doesn't lose its value, including yourself. Listen to me now. We're breaking down every day. Listen to me. We are kept by power until the day of redemption, and God is going to make sure the inheritance incorruptible. You know what that tells me? No matter how long it takes me to get to heaven, when I finally get there, everything waiting for me will be intact. Everything. Let me give you verse 6. It's warm in here? No? All right, it's been a long week. All right, it feels a little warm to me. Uh, the lines are falling under me in pleasant places. The, the, the lines. Huh? The line. I mean, if, you, if you're thinking about an inheritance, how you would map out the land, you draw it out. I mean, you, you, you'd, you'd put the lines in what was divided to you. Remember the Old Testament I was just reading in 
numbers where, where people were coming up to Joshua, coming up saying, our fathers had this land. Can you give it to us? It should belong to us. And, and, and the leader said, yes, we will give you this land. We, we will designate, we, we'll draw out this land. Remember God would say to the people of Israel, when the land was yours, I like it when he said to, to, to Joshua, walk this way, walk that way. He said, that, said to uh, Abraham, walk north, walk east, walk west, everywhere your feet go, it belongs to you. It just drawn out. To, now, now here's, here's what David said. The lines are falling unto me. In he said, it just so happens to be that things just seem to happen to happen in a good way for me. Here's what he's saying. When God is where he's supposed to be in your life, Somehow lines keep falling on you in pleasant places. <laughs> you just run into people that end up working out for you good. Uh, your steps are ordered by the Lord. <laughs> your, your tire breaks down near a deacon. Hallelujah. The lines are falling me in pleasant places. You're one of them Christians that everything goes wrong in your life. Keep it to yourself. Because you might be indicating you've not set the Lord before you. Doesn't mean everything's going to go right. But it just means the lines are falling to you in place. The providence of God keeps working out for your good. I, I, I mean, I'm telling you what, sometimes God blesses me so much, I'm embarrassed by it. I mean, sometimes I, I, I try to go places where nobody knows where I am just so I can get some peace and quiet. And somehow, even when you have not disclosed your location, I'm talking about in a remote location where you got on six different flights and got a little burner phone and turned all your stuff. Somehow, when you are in so, such a remote location, the, the U.S. Marshals and the FBI and the Secret Service couldn't find you. You're in a little hotel room in the backwoods somewhere that nobody doesn't even show up on the map. Google doesn't know where it is. You get a knock on the door, you open it up, it's blessing number one, blessing number two, blessing number three, that somehow have found you where the world can listen You walk with God, providence will find you when nobody else can. And privileges. I have a goodly heritage. Your heritage is your history. <clears throat> your heritage represents all those before you that walk with God. Here's what David said. I got a goodly heritage. He said, if I get up today and decide to live for God, I get put in a long-standing category of good, stellar people that live for God. Watch this. Here's what I'm telling you. You want to act a fool, you will position yourself in an un- pleasant group. But if you want to live for God, guess what your heritage includes? Moses and Elijah and David and Daniel. Come on. Oh, okay, ladies. Esther, Ruth, Mary, Elizabeth, Priscilla. Come on now. What kind of heritage? Listen, you will determine who your history is by how you live. I don't got nobody good in my family. My family full of drunkards and druggies and, and killers and, and nobody ever did nothing in my family. Serve God. You get a family full of people that have been walking with Jesus. I have a goodly heritage. So much in Psalm 16. 
for us to hear and see. <laughs> the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Just, just, just get right with God. And God will hook you up. <laughs> you run into some hookups with God. You couldn't have hooked yourself up with all the hookup capabilities in the world. A local church puts you in a goodly heritage. Well, I, I like to have the churches I go to, I like to make sure they have dun, 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 dun. they may have all the dun, 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 dun. well when you're going through a trial, you don't need dun, 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 dun. you need somebody to know how to buh, 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 buh. and listen to me. That's what a heritage is. Facilities ain't going to help you if don't nobody know how to get a hold of God. The lines are falling in pleasant places. Let the church say amen. amen. Father, add thy blessing to the reading of your word. We love you and we bless you. We praise you. Heads about now as a close. No one's looking around. Pastor, I'm saved and I know it. Would you raise your hand? I'm going to heaven. I have Bible reasons to prove it. Saved and going to heaven. I have Bible reasons to prove it. Put your hands down. Pastor, God has spoken to me today. I need to do a better job of declaring the Lord. As my portion and distinguishing him as the only one I truly need. God has spoken to me in the service today. Would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? All over the building. God bless you. Anyone else say, Pastor, I'm not 100% sure if I died tonight I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I do not want to go to hell. Please pray for me. I'm not sure if I died tonight, I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I don't want to go to hell. Please pray for me. Anybody like that? If you're here today and you're interested in church membership and You've never had anybody tell you about scriptural baptism or being a member of a church. Maybe you need to come. If that's you, maybe you ought to find somebody today and say, I need to find out what it takes to be a member of this church and be involved. God's spoken to you. You mind the Lord. Our Father, I pray that you've done what your will intends today. For anyone in the building today who's not 100% sure if he died today to go to heaven, right where you are, if you know that you're lost, if you bow your head and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I believe you died. You were buried and rose again as best as I know how. I'm trusting in you. If you'll pray where you are, he will save you. Lord, would you help us all? to stop leaning on other people for our livelihood and to remember our hope and our help our strength comes from you bless now the remainder of this service in Jesus name amen thank you for joining us today if you said that prayer congratulations and we cannot wait to meet you 
If you would like to know more about salvation or about our church, please visit us at ourcrossroads.org to get more information. Don't forget to make sure to subscribe and share this podcast with whoever you can. Now go out and share the love of Jesus Christ to whoever may need it and have a great week.